What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. New set, but same show. We're trying out something different today uh, for you video list, video viewers. They're like, we You'll can get the, see their legs. legs. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> but anyway, a little bit of Wikifeed action there for us, too. I have, uh, <laughs> I have my hiking <laughs> shoes on, so you can't see shit. <laughs> but we're trying out something new. We kind of got tired of the table. It was big in the room, so we're trying out just the chair setup, which looks nice. I want, uh, you know, we'll lower the stuff eventually if we decide yeah, to stick we'll with this. We'll fix it up. Spruce we'll fix it, it up a little bit as a first test run. You're getting to see it here first, uh, but yeah, uh, we're excited to be here. Two weeks in a row. This is great. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Team Chat is back. We're back. <laughs> it's not our fault. The Rona was upon us. That's right. No, it was not. Our I mean, fault it kind all. of is our fault because you know you do have. Everybody has some responsibility in this world, but right. that's neither here like, nor there. You know, at this point, everybody's like, it's it's back to like everybody getting it. So yeah. just stay safe out there, kids. BA5 people, watch out. That's right. Maybe consider wearing those masks on planes. Don't yeah. be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm flying it's on over. Soon, and I'm wearing yeah, a mask wear, the whole time. Put, put airport that mask and on airplane. Yeah, airport, airplane, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. That's what we're saying. Don't be a fool. Don't be a chump. Yeah, don't be a chump. But you're not a chump or a fool because you're here listening to Team Chat <laughs> Podcast to hear us talk about some video games every week. Twice in a row. Again, we're, we're back. Uh, but you, new episodes come out on Thursdays, on Thursday mornings. So you listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can also find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I have to say it because it's brand new because we do. tested it. If you saw the Instagram reel we put out last week with a little snippet about Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Mavis uh, Beak on. Mavis Beak on. <laughs> <laughs> but if you saw that little bit, that video now also lives on our brand new formed team chat TikTok. So the we're team there. TikTok. I just want to try it out. You know, it's like, that's right. I mean, we can only Why avoid not? the bandwagon you know? for so exactly. long. And by this point, maybe it's not even popular anymore. <laughs> right? we, we've totally missed it. It's, it's sailed totally on by. The boat. But uh, yeah, we're on TikTok now. So just team chat podcast there as well. So check it out. You'll still just watch the Mavis Beacon Reel because that's pretty much all that's there right now still too. So anyway, but another place for you to follow and enjoy the team chat content. But if you, also, if you want to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash team chat podcast. Just like Super Saiyan Ace, Elise F, Zach S, Mariah S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done. They've gone over there to support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And in return, we give you cool perks like in the episodes early before their general Tuesday, re general Thursday release access to uh, some custom emotes on both Twitch and our Discord, and also a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. So go check all that out at your leisure. But if you can't do that, that's no big deal at all. We totally understand. There are a lot of great ways that you can help make the show bigger and better as well uh, that are free, just like telling your friends, writing reviews, subscribing, wherever you listen to or watch the show. All of that helps get the good word of Team Chat Podcast out there to the masses. And for that, we're eternally grateful and we love each and every one of our viewers, listeners, and patrons alike. Heart I don't know if I emojis. can do this. Got to kind of work best. around the arm yeah, a little okay, bit there, there but go. I think we got it still. The sideways heart will have to do for now. Like the boy band. Okay. Exploded. Heart attack. I'm also trying to balance my coffee mug like in, in me. <laughs> I know. It's like we need to get it like a little bit better table because this was a little rocky. A little, it's a little loose. A little loose. A little loosey goosey. Little loosey -goosey. But, you know, this is they just the make, trial period. They do make those tiny little like end tables that are just this big for a singular cup to go on. Oh, have you seen those? I have seen those. They're mostly, I think, for garden decor. <laughs> but hey, they seem like It'll they work. might be a good fit. Well, everyone, the day is finally here because, as you can tell by the uh, statue of one Aloy that we have here on our set, that it is time for our final review of Horizon. 
Forbidden West. It's Aloy has gone west. Finally upon us. We both managed, both of us we managed did to finish the game. <laughs> At long last. I mean, what? The game came out in. The uh, game came out February 18th of this year. It yeah. took us. <laughs> it's, it's almost August. Well, it took me. <laughs> it took me precisely 147 days Woo! to beat it. Because I think, I think I did get it on launch day because of yeah, peer pressure from you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fine, I'll get it. Which I was so happy when you did say that you were getting it because I was like, I, I really wanted you to have played Zero Dawn. No. So, you know, but like, I guess I didn't do a good enough job of selling you it. Didn't because sell like, it. I got you picked up Forbidden West and like, uh, I feel like an hour or two later, you were like, Jarrett, why didn't you tell me this game yeah, is so good? You, you didn't, you didn't, your pitch wasn't very good. So now we're going to have a balanced pitch between the things that yeah. you find enjoyable and the things that I find enjoyable. I will say, I remember we did our review, like, you know, years ago, obviously, of Horizon Zero Dawn. And I remember, like, even after it, I was like, I don't feel like I did that good of a job of selling it. Then, like, the next week, I went and visited my family, and my dad was, like, asking me some questions about, like, some games and stuff I was playing. So I said, oh, I actually finished this one. And, like, gave him the five-minute, like, elevator pitch for it. And I was, it was like, good perfect. God, it was perfect. <laughs> we could have done a five-minute <laughs> review. And I was like, why didn't I do that then? But, oh, well. Jared, I cannot imagine that you or I or the both of us together will ever have the capability to condense our thoughts into a five-minute review. No. We could never. Do you remember how long it took for us to actually be able to condense these episodes to just pretty much an hour? Yeah, no. that would that, It's not <laughs> happening, people. We can't no. do that. <laughs> I, you know, early early team chat people will remember our episodes used to be like two hours, oh, sometimes yeah. we even two and a half. Long. We went long, and we had to finally just like... I mean, we did I, also have a third person. We did. R.I.P. and P. Zach. <laughs> He's not really dead. He's not really dead. I, I still wonder that because on his Discord, on our Discord, we still have his like his uh, his user and it says and Zach it says in, in memoriam. memoriam. And I wonder how many people log on there like, oh no, he's dead. No, no, <laughs> he's just dead to us. That's not true. Not really. We we still oh, love him, miss him dearly. But uh, I should make T-shirts that. that are like in memoriam, Zach. <laughs> like his picture on it, <laughs> and then oh, just have the man. dates that he was on the podcast. <laughs> That and we'll do hilarious. like <laughs> instead of tea, instead of extra life in November, we'll do like our oh man, what's it called? Like a memorial stream. Yeah, for Zach. <laughs> for Zach, <laughs> memorial stream for Zach. Oh man, but oh, yeah, boy. we are here to do Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, I will say, like, if you've heard about you've heard about us talk about it on the on the show when we do our updates, various things like that. So I know we we'll you know we'll we'll talk about the things we like mechanic wise, you know. Uh, Things about the game, different things like that. We'll also we'll obviously be getting into story stuff, but yeah. uh, we're not going to harp too much on that because we obviously Especially still want people to be able to. Especially not the stuff that happened in the beginning. We're right. probably going to gloss over. There's some, some of that like early in-game game things stuff. we might want to talk about just yeah. for like payoff moments in the story and different things like that. Don't worry though, we will give you plenty of warning before that happens. We will say spoilers, tell you to put your your earmuffs on. That blocked noise, not your headphones, because those give you the noise. Take them out of your ears. Do whatever you need to do to avoid it. But we will give you plenty of fair warning. But with that. Let's dive in. Let's, Let's talk about Horizon Forbidden West. Talk about so, it. So I know I ultimately wound up finishing the story before you like a yeah, week ago. And I was so far ahead of you. <laughs> and then I burned myself out and I had to take like a one to two month break yeah. from the game. And well, then I mean, to you be fair, started, I did too. Yeah. But then you started back up and then you and then you caught up to where I was and then exceeded me and then beat the game before me. And I was like, but what? I'm pretty sure you still have way more hours. Oh, than yeah, How, yeah. Did you ch- happen to check before? We, I we should did? have checked. But I know that you were telling me at one point you were already hitting like 100. Oh, I am for sure over 100 hours. Okay. See, I'm, I'm only at like 80. I, it took me like 80, just under 80. My best guess is 110. 
I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's probably 110. Yeah. Because when I did finally come back to it to finish out the story, because where I left off, I was very close. Sure. I was only you you I I asked you like, hey, no spoilers, but like, how close am I if I'm on this mission? Right. To beating the main story, and you told me that I was five main missions away, which in Horizon time is not that much time. If you can just if you focus can just do it. on but just those, to just but it's impossible. It. I I literally like started when I got to when I was like okay because it was the kind of thing where we got to a mission where I was like this is either the end of Act Two or I'm almost at the end of the game. Yeah, it, and it's, so it's I was like I say. needed to know <laughs> yeah. just so I could like plan out the rest of like my time with it and everything like that. And I looked it up and sure enough, I only had like four or five uh, missions left. And I was like cool doable but yeah. my plan was yeah to just like blaze right through those five last missions and be done with it and did you no of course not i Me still neither. <laughs> i still like went off and did so I many did things too. i tried to like craft a few more things your companions will sometimes have side quests that are pertinent to their character and there was a couple of those that Me i was like too. i need to do one of those first and yeah. i went to go do that first and then that ultimately had no payoff to the final story so i was like damn it i, I didn't need spent- to do that but you know I spent an inordinate amount of time going around the entire map, literally collecting as many green shine slabs as I could possibly find because one of my best blastlings, the corrosive blastling, Mm. which has adhesive acid and I think purge water bombs in it. It's one of my, I love the blastlings. I did not use a single blastling. Oh, see, I really like the blastlings. We'll talk about this more later, but my point being, it's one of those unfortunate high level weapons that scales on green shine and not much else. Yeah. So it's not like you can just go farm critters for it. You have to go around and find these finite resources of green shine. They do not respawn. No. So I was like, oh, what if there aren't enough? Yeah. It got what if hard. I got all the green shine? So I was nervous, but I did max out that corrosive blastling. And it did help. Did I it? used that against the final boss. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Acid. You should have gotten that it. That would have been good. The ramper, not the rampart blastling, the corrosive blastling. If you find it in the game, buy it. It's good. <laughs> do you remember where you got it? Because I might go try to grab it for as I'm you know, piddling around yes, doing my side I do. It's the, it's the, it's the Hunter Goods salesperson in Thornmarsh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So go back to Thornmarsh, go to the hut, go to the Hunter and they will sell you, they've got quite a few end game weapons that I wound up using. I think they have a bolt blaster that I settled oh, the on. Oh, bolt blaster is good too. The blastling and they may have had, oh, they had a really good, sh- the glow blast is that what it was called? The glow blast sharp shot bow? Oh, uh, I did use which that had one. Plasma. Yes, I Very did use that one. Also. I love that one yeah. too. So um, Thorn Marsh, good weapons. So yeah. Everybody just put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back around to the weapons talk later. But we will give a brief overview of the introductory like setup of what's happening in this game. So basically it doesn't take place much longer after I feel like a few months after the events of Horizon Zero Dawn. And basically, Aloy is called summoned by uh Silence from the first game. Uh, good Lance old Lance Reddick. Reddick. Yeah, oh, God. I love oh, him. He's Lance so good. Uh, I also love that he's, that Silence is like the only character who's actually modeled to look after the actor. Yeah, I mean, it's just Lance Reddick. It's Lance Reddick. <laughs> like, it's Wh- just Which him. I love. I like, know. Lance Reddick is such a, like, a, a, like a, a, an imposing figure. He like, really has such is. gravitas <laughs> to him and stuff like that. I love that they did give that to Silence as well. His voice would have done the job 
I feel like too. But, but I like feel just like seeing him yeah. in it, I was like, man, this is perfect. It's funny it. too because he's really not a big man. He's actually quite slim. He's more like wiry. Yeah, but but, but his he voice. his present like he's just like his his expression mixed with his voice and just his general aura. You're like, yeah. oh god, what an intimidating man. <laughs> I'm <There's> scared. This, <laughs> one of the, my funniest Lance Reddick uh, or favorite Lance Reddick things is just because it's so tonally different than anything else that you normally see him do. He actually has a funnier die video. Um that's very he's like the owner of a of a toy store. Oh god. I'll, I'll have to post it on the Discord. I'll have to look that it up. is so oh my funny, god, that but sounds it is hysterical. Very fucking weird too. That <laughs> so sounds just really a little, funny. Little uh, little uh, caveat okay. there, but it's hilarious. So no, I'll just share it to the uh, to the Discord later. Awesome. But no, so we had Lance so he's setting up this he had escaped with a little bit of Hades, which was like one of the uh, sub-functions of Gaia. There's a lot of this, <laughs> like, that we could be getting into the lore of this. So I'm yeah. going to try to keep this as brief as I can. Gaia is basically a uh, AI creation that is purpose is to help rebuild life after the apocalypse, basically. Yeah, it's a, it's it's, a bioengineering Yes, AI. yeah. And its sub-functions have been spread across the Earth because they were destroyed and disrupted. You learn about that in the events of the first and game. And the sub-functions do things like... Manage plant life, right. manage, manage animal, animal life. life. So it's literally like, what if you made an AI to make worlds? Right. What would that need? So that's what the subfunctions are. Right. So there was the one that went haywire in the first game was Hades, and uh, at the end of it, you see Silence like take a part of of Hades with him, and you're like, oh, okay, what are you going to be doing with that? Basically, Silence comes back and is like, hey, I need your help. Hades is going to do some weird, weird shit. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, basically, sends you on this mission to help recover him recover it which tr eventually leads you to having to move into like the forbidden west because you have to go into <gasps> yeah. these other lands which is really cool because whole new areas than what you see in zero dawn so we're way past colorado now and basically there's another world ending threat that's there silence lets you know about it and basically kicks you off on this journey to yeah. uh, to try to save the world once again because aloy's work is never done poor aloy uh and so you have your familiar cast of characters from the first game you do uh get to meet her friends varl Erend, um oh who's Petra, the yes. Osram yes. uh, worker from the right, first right. game as well. Silence is back. She's not in it that much. She's not but she's in, in the in time, for a but she's bit. in it the, yeah. the beginning parts of the game and everything. She is in there for the, a, a good character in the first chunk of it. So uh, Talana from uh, oh, the yeah. Karja Huntress from uh, from the Karja. <laughs> <laughs> she was and the only one I liked. <laughs> she was really cool. Talana's cool. I like Talana a lot. Um, but anyway, so you just have to set off again to save the world. Uh, and so a lot of the same things are there. There's all the machines from the first game. That that's the very like core component of this game is is the exploration, fighting the different machines, sca scavenging for uh, parts to be able to craft better weapons, and just moving throughout this world and getting to explore it because it is a vast world. There's oh, a yeah. lot to it's do. Huge, massive. It is unreasonably large. I want to say it's it's definitely bigger than Zero Dawn. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Because like I remember, I even like was looking back at my notes from when we did our first impressions of this and everything and that we i finished that first area like the daunt right you know yeah, like yeah. and it's also like thinking back now and all those hours to it's like, like that was still the same game oh my god like chain scrape you know in the daunt and all this stuff i think about how much time i spent just in the daunt and i'm like yeah. wasted hours <laughs> i should have just kept going <laughs> yeah i know because there was because i remember i finished up the daunt and i, I want to say i even like got a trophy that was like hey you like solved all the problems of the daunt really yeah oh i don't think i did i think if you do like the side quests and all the side Ooh. all the side quests in that area and stuff like that it will eventually like ping a trophy for it and i was like oh Oh, cool went and looked 
10 hours. And I was like, oh my God, 10, 10 hours in just the intro area. And if you zoom out of that map and you're looking at the Daunt versus the rest of the map, it is a fraction. Tiny. I mean, I would say like what, one tenth? Oh yeah. One tenth the map size. And so I remember like I, I did that exact thing. I yep. was like, I said, oh my God, I've only got 10 hours. And I like hadn't gone to the map and seen the whole thing. So I went to the map and then zoomed out and was like, Oh my God. It's like, there's oh, so much <laughs> there's here. a lot here. <laughs> so, but I mean, granted too, I was doing a lot of side quests. I was doing a lot of like random things. So no, if you just went by story, it would not take you 10 hours. No, of course not. But it did for us but because we just got lost yeah, in the game so much. We're the, we're the ideal Horizon Forbidden West players because all we want to do is do dumb little side missions all day. Yeah. Because it is a very fun world that the game has built, which from my perspective, that's the sell of the game. Oh, for sure. Like fighting the machines is definitely fun. And I did have a lot of a lot of good times with that. But especially towards the end game. I really never fought machines unless I had to, especially the smaller machines. Yeah. Even if they were like apex versions of those machines, I was like, no, this is a waste of my time. I need nothing that you can give me. Right. I'm blasting right past you. It's only the big ones at that point. Yeah, that it's really, like really only the big ones that you care ones. about. So uh, for, for me, really the exploration aspect of it is what makes the game fun. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you have all of these different regions to explore and that they're very... There's there's so much biodiversity in the game from one region to the next. Yeah. Not necessarily in the machines, but like the animals that are around will well, change. I don't know. Bit. There were so many machines in this one. Like the, I like oh, I, I, I just meant to mean look like up in each different region. Oh, you yeah. find a lot of the same machines. I see, I that's see, I what see. I mean. Now, that's not necessarily true. There are certain machines that really kind of only spawn in specific regions, like the, um, this might possibly be a very mild spoiler, but I don't think so, like the clamber jaws, like the monkey-type ones that kind of yep. only spawn in the jungle region, right. which makes perfect sense. But then there are things like watchers, for example, or burrowers, which you can find They're those much all everywhere. over the whole yeah. map. Which also, so, clamber jaws. Oh, they sucked. Dude. They were we, so hard. We were, we were joking uh, <laughs> before this that eventually we might make a rank, like uh, like a tier list of all of the machines in Horizon, and I would absolutely... Clamberjaw, Leap Lasher. Leap Lasher. Those I did not used to have a problem with Leap Lasher oh until like God. late game, and one of the late game missions I was like... <sighs> Fuck Leap yeah, Lashers. Yeah, dude, Lee, oh my God. I really, I can't decide which one I, no, it's Clamberjaw for me. I hate Clamberjaws way more. Yeah. They are my least favorite I actually probably fought game. those the, the least amount. Oh yeah, else. because you would avoid them. Yeah. Because they're horrible. Yeah. I was like, no, absolutely not. It, I'm out of here. It Bye. was bad. It was bad. I will fight 10, a hundred Thunderjaws before I have to fight one Clamberjaw. Yeah. Now think about that. Thunderjaws were the ult were like the ultimate the, they're, one they're in like Zero the Dawn. Big, big bad. They were the big one. Like you fought uh Thunderjaws and Stormbirds. Those were like the two big, like, yeah. oh man, this is gonna I mean, there were other ones that were very hard too, like behemoths and different things too. But those were like the ultimate, like, this is gonna be really hard. Yeah. This one said like Oh, you, that's cute. If you thought Thunderjaws were <laughs> you hard. think that's because that's some difficult. of the later machines, yeah. good God, we'll talk about we'll talk them about once those we kind of get more towards the end game until the end game stuff as well. But no, I 100 percent agree with you. It's the exploration of this. The world is so incredibly crafted yeah. and well done yeah. that it just like I, I I've spent 80 hours in the game. I still want to go back to Platinum it. And like and everything, and I know that's going to be another like twenty ish hours, maybe. I mean, and I'm 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 stoked for it. I'm I like I don't want it to be in, to end. Yeah, honestly, after we finish recording this episode, I probably am going to go home and keep playing because yeah. when I finished the game, there were still 
areas of the map where I had maybe unlocked like a an overview of what was sure. there through the tall necks, but that were still in that grayed out mist showing that I have not physically been there. Yeah. And that was a, I mean, not a lot of the map, but there were some big chunks big that chunks. I just hadn't explored at all. Mm -hmm. Who knows what's in there? Well, like really that last final like jungle Area. Oh yeah, the final, the final little island part. Yeah, yeah. I did the same. I did like the bare minimum for the story, which was kind of on the island's east side, the entire west and middle. Yeah, totally. A lot, no, lot of stuff yeah, there. No clue look, what's there. Go look and see. Um, but really, like, I feel like there's not a, so much that we can really like. I don't want to get into like the mechanics of the game are re are really like the standard fare, and especially if you're familiar with like these bigger open world games, stuff like that, you know, you're just like running around limitless resources to, for you to be able to collect uh, that are going to help you with the crafting. I did appreciate there was a little bit more of an influence on like actually needing to hunt in this one. That was oh, good. Yeah. You did actually for your, need like, for your pouches, yeah, for that, ammo pouches. And that was a nice like touch. Like you would actually need to go and get salmon because you need their skin, yeah. like the skin of a salmon to make, you know, a, a larger quiver for your arrows, which so frustrating <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. salmon are hard to find, but also I totally get it. And it, I spent so much time just hunting small game for fun. Yeah. I was just like, I do want to kill some squirrels today. <laughs> and they're a little, oh, <laughs> kill them. It was always so sad. But I will say there was a lot of the, like, especially I was needing to get like a series of different, like my pouch upgrades done. And I was just running through on the back of a, of a uh, charger and just like, just shoot <laughs> stuff as I rode by. And then, and then you have to like double back double and collect back. all the pieces. But I was just like, I need a, a squirrel hide. And I shot like five squirrels <laughs> all in a row. I was on one of the beaches later in the game and I was like, I need a bunch of crabs. So I just yeah. like blasted through and killed probably about 15 crabs <laughs> and then did the same thing, doubled back and collected up all the yeah. little corpses. And I was like, if this isn't enough crab shells, I don't know what will be. Right. But, <laughs> Those so, poor crabs. <laughs> I decimated their population. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Guy will make more. Yeah, the, yeah. Guy will make more. <laughs> no big deal. But so, as someone who did not play the first game, you jumped into Forbidden West. Did you feel like the story or anything that was like going on was too much? But like, was too much where you were like, "What's going on?" And was there that like learning period you had to really go through, or were you just immediately so just like taken by this world and like? And the, the exploration that that really didn't matter. So as someone who consumes a lot of science fiction media in general, mm -hmm. no, I would not say that I had any trouble getting into the story. And I feel like the way conversations are designed with other NPCs and even just things that Aloy will kind of say out loud to herself as she's thinking about right. something that always fills in any story gaps that you might need. Uh, if anything, and we talked about this when we did our first impressions review, if anything, I found that the backstory pieces kind of when you're the, the game is reintroducing you to characters from the first game. Sure. Those were the parts of the game that I valued the least. I got the least out of those. Those characters meant nothing to me. And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm, I'm trying to hunt monsters here. I'm busy. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. I much more enjoyed the conversations with minor NPCs and major NPCs that were new to just for horizon forbidden West, largely because obviously they're a key part of the story and they were, really much more uh, fleshed out right. than a lot of the other NPCs. That being said, I found that the story beats that I connected to the most were almost always through minor optional side quests and almost never through the main story. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like having played the entire game, this is kind of a no spoiler story review. 
I got, I could have played this game with no higher narrative to it and gotten the exact same enjoyment out of it. I agree with that. I, I feel like, I, and this isn't to say that the writing is bad or that the story is necessarily bad. It is interesting. I just didn't care. I felt it was, I liked that it was very, it was a story. It wasn't so complex where like I could take a break and go do a lot of side quests and stuff like that, or even just take a break from playing the game in general and come back to it. And I didn't feel like I needed that. Like, so what's happening? Yeah. Like it's, it's very, it was very easy to just like, they kept the story beats. It, It just, it just seemed to pair very well. The depth of the story seemed to pair very well with the amount that there is to do. You're not getting loaded down this massively huge overbearing story that throws a lot of facts, a lot of things at you that you have to keep straight. It's very cut and dry. Guy is still missing pieces. I've got to find him. Yeah. Basically. Now, that is true. But I will say that I honestly feel like the game still has too much going on in terms of story, Mm -hmm. specifically with some of the other factions that are at play in the world of Horizon Forbidden West. So I'm just going to name some like tribes here. Which I don't think that's that's a a spoiler thing. So, for example. um, Because I did want to spend time talking about this. Yeah, of course. So, for example, when you're initially breaking into the Forbidden West, there's there's these um, three sects of of the tribe called uh, the Tanakh. Mm-hmm. And they're like the warrior tribes. They mean business. The West is their territory. And historically speaking, they have kept everyone from the East out yep. by murdering them in their tracks. So they are not messing around. Well, but to be fair, doing the war of the game, oh, they yeah. have plenty of reasons they for that have because reason. the Karja, one yes. of the main tribes from the first game, back when they were like a very war thirsty tribe they were like coming and doing the red raids is yeah what they just, murdering just murdering civilians and, and like capturing people taking them back so like yeah. the tanakh, tanakh had great they reason had very good reason <laughs> and i gotta way. say in, like i love the tanakh oh all of the different tribe. tribes of them i think they're all incredible sky clan <laughs> sky clan for I, life. see i like the desert clan oh yeah the desert the desert clan like their their armor sets it's and everything the sky awesome. clan the desert and the lowland clan right yes yeah, really they're so. all they're all pretty awesome. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. My point being that the Tanakh themselves have a bit of a civil war going on because someone from their tribe has decided that she's not really having it with the tribe's leadership. So there's basically this rebel faction going against uh, the main parts of the tribe, and it's this whole little miniature internal conflict. It is kind of optional. You don't really have to do it for the story. But then in addition to that... There's like more branching stories off of that rebel thing. Like once you start to get the Sons of Prometheus. Yeah. Did you do that side quest? Like finish that one out? I don't. Where you actually I don't go. I I knew anything about like you do anything with those. Yeah. It's something. Oh. Like the. Because like, I, I know. Slight yeah. spoiler. They are. Those are. That is like a group. Kind of like the Knights of Ren from Star Wars really, that are like yeah. mentioned, and you yes. like, and you can there you can go, but like that's all they were to me. I did not know that I had not got to a point where I knew no, that they so were like an actual. Like, the whole thing, thing is that there are Regala's rebels, with right. our, which are the Tanakh rebels. Which side note, Regala, awesome, awesomely uh, portrayed by Angela Bassett. I have to say, in terms of pure visuals and also voice. I felt like her character design was one of so the good. best in the so game. So good. Her armor. Her, oh like, my God. Her how armor. like spiked it was. Yeah. And like her face mask specifically. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so cool. good. So she's good. an awesome character. 10 out of 10. Uh, but she, you wind up, you, you find out later that she's actually formed this partnership with offshoots who I think are from like the Osiris. Okay. We're getting into a little spoilery stuff yeah, here. We, so let's, we, let's, 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 a little bit of, a little bit of spoilery. My point stuff being here that she partners with these people called the Sons of Prometheus and 
as it turns out, that is kind of its own whole little side story. Right. And just when I got to that and started to realize that that was going to become something, I was like, why? You've already got rebel outposts. They are already full, already full of rebel Tanakh. Yeah. Why do I need this additional faction to deal with? Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the thing where it's like they wanted to give. I mean, again, one of the things I think that that Horizon does really well is it just makes this world this world like there's constantly something to do. Like there's there's like we kind of compared it and had some conversations about like because you at the beginning when we first started playing it you were said like this is just Breath of the Wild yeah, like, and I stand by that right <laughs> and not saying that that's a knock or anything like that but like I obviously did not a- attach to Breath of the Wild very well at all and I no. felt like because that a lot of it felt like there wasn't yeah as so much to do the- or the world wasn't as alive for me yeah be- because it's much less populated right there just weren't like but like people. this <laughs> one like there's always a machine you can hunt there's you don't have to look too far and you could probably come across a band of of the of the uh Rebels, rebels that you're that you will have to fight uh you could be fighting a machine and a group of rebels passes by and starts fighting you too like it's it, there's a lot of like great stuff like that that just these world events that just seem to seamlessly happen and not like this is a story beat or something yeah. that you have to like be a part of and i agree that i did overall enjoy that aspect of it but especially towards the end game i was just getting to that point where i was like this is too much yeah um, and I think just overall, my opinion on Horizons, both world and story, is that it could have perhaps, for me personally, been improved by cutting a few of those more extraneous elements out and tightening the whole thing just a little just bit. A I'm well, not saying take a ton of stuff out. Just like maybe remove the Sons of Prometheus. Or, maybe remove a few of those little like nonsense side quests. Yeah. My big thing, and one of the things that I was like, it didn't bother me at first because it was kind of the thing like, we haven't touched on it quite yet, but another thing that helps make this game just be absolutely a stunner and just be beautiful is the fact that all facial animations, regardless if you're an NPC you meet one time or a main character, like, so good. Like, the amount of, like, detail put into, like, the animation for more people oh, yeah. in cutscenes, non-cutscenes especially, is just incredible. Oh, hey there, Fender. Fender, Fender. And so... Can you see him in the You the might be able to a little completely. bit. Um, but, so, like, incredible. So, like, I didn't mind at the beginning and everything, like, having these, like, com- like watching the cutscenes and having all the conversation options and everything with people when you'd be talking with them because it was just, like, it was, it's just so good and the voice not and, even the facial animations but like everyone is the voice acting acted is, so you well. don't get that like bland skyrim npc voice no, happening these, not once these, these ain't your grandmamas and <laughs> <Exactly>. npcs <laughs> no, they're, they're incredibly well done yeah, designed acted well done. everything so that just makes even those conversations and stuff just that much more enjoyable but I do not need to go talk to my companions every single time oh I return God, to the base. Yes. And I don't Dude. need to ask them about the other companions every single time I go to the base. Because it's it eventually became like, you're giving me the same answer, basically. We're still here studying, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I was just like, I don't... And it's one of those things, you didn't have to do it for the game. But still, every, it, it drove me nuts every time I'd go to the base. And they'd all have the exclamation point above them. Like, there was something new I needed Same. to learn. Yeah. And so I, I would go through all the options thinking that there was. But literally be like, okay, this I did not need this. This is I, so much, like, I would have much a little bit too much talking than I would have liked. Totally agree. Um, and I'm one of the people that enjoys talking. I'm like, yeah. Well, like, I love, I, I was playing it once and there was, like, a longer cutscene going on. But it was a full cutscene. Not like one that I was like having to interrupt and like with yeah with, um, with, with the with dialogue questions. choices yes yeah. 
And so, but like I was playing it and it was going off for a while. And Sam was like, are you even playing or are you just watching it? I'm like, it's a cutscene. I'm watching right now. And that part was fine. But it's when those, like those dialogue selection parts would just go on and on. And I'm like, how many more are there? Why does it take me an hour of talking to people before I can go play the hour long mission? Yeah. And this is something else that I think could have been a little bit better done in the game is specifically the optional dialogues, Mm -hmm. because I did find later in the game and also through Googling a couple of things that even though the game is giving you the facade of choice, those don't mean anything. I mean, we will. Yeah, talk- this isn't like a a, a, yeah. a thing dis- decides your like. No, it really isn't. Which decides I, the end game. I hate that. Like, if you're giving me the choices to choose specific dialogues, but ultimately it does not affect the final outcome of the game. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are you making me like exactly? Why can't I put this dialogue on auto and just kind of watch it like a cutscene? Because right. my basically. Aloy's input ultimately meant nothing. Like right. it did not change. It was like to outcomes. give you a break in that in the dialogue. Yeah. But then I was just like, so then why is there so much dialogue? Yeah. Because again, like there is plenty of dialogue. Don't get us wrong. That is absolutely necessary. Oh, and some of it's hilarious. And some of it is great. And so well done. Yeah. And others of it, you're just like, okay, I know. We have talked about this twelve thousand times in a row. We know exactly what's happening with Gaia and all the sub functions. Let's fucking get through this already. Right. I got places to be. Exactly, and especially. Which for us was because we were trying to like kind of like run through the oh, end game at the, the end. end game. There was so much oh of that God. at the end game. And I was like, dude, oh, come on. I just the, those last five quests were yeah. just like, oh my God, this is brutal. <laughs> Great though. Like, they, Great. I, like, like well the done, game, but we well were done. just, when you're just trying to get through it, yeah. you're like, this is taking forever. <laughs> Which I will say too. The us trying to get through it was not because we like were tired of playing it. It was just like if we don't finish playing this game, yeah. we're gonna be playing it. Forever. I mean, we were just at a point where we were like, okay, so it's both a we, pro and con yeah. in a way. We we just eventually kind of together were like, okay, we have to commit to finishing this game yeah. or it's not gonna happen. Not gonna so happen. we both like set ourselves a deadline. I actually missed the deadline a little bit. You okay. you met you met it. I missed it a little bit, but I was on time for the episode, exactly. so it so doesn't that's all matter. That <laughs> But so my point being, I love Horizon Forbidden West. I think the gameplay and the exploration and the world building are what make it so magical. Right. Story, take it or leave it. Like broader story, right. not the, not the small stories in between. Which well, because are the ones that's what that I, I really was going to say. It's like the side quests and the errands that you could do. Errands like trips, not errands. The character, <laughs> the uh, errands <laughs> that you can do. That you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Um, Aloy and Hikaru forever. Right. <sighs> or Aloy and Zoe. See. That's my other alternative. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. now they're my new power couple. Uh, slight spoiler for a late late game character, but uh, Aloy and... Catalo? Alva. Alva. Oh. You think... I, could, I thought there was something Alva? there. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think so too, because Alva seemed like she definitely has a crush on Aloy. Oh, yeah. Aloy's oh, yeah. so smart and she knows so much about techn- ancient mm-hmm, technology mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stuff. But no, Alva? You're I, an Alva stan? Not, not <laughs> saying like, that, like I personally am, but I just felt like there's going to be some more exploration yeah. happening there. Well, but, um, but no, but like, I thought that all the side quests and errands, like they did, they were never once gave me that, like, oh, this is just a fetch quest. Yeah. Each one felt very unique, felt very different. And, like, because you met, usually, a different cast of characters, you got to, like, do a little mini arc into some other NPC. Like, uh, like t- I love Talana's Oh, yeah, Talana's was really quest. interesting. And that was an expansive an one, An expansive too. one. Like, like, hers the had final, multiple the finale long of that one, story beats. Yeah, and the finale of that one was even, like, a pretty serious fight. 
and everything like that. So like there was a lot of great stuff to do there. So I loved getting to do all the various side quests, which is why it was, took us so long to finish the game because we kept doing those. Yeah. Uh, because they were, you know, because really you would need like, I felt like a solid hour probably to knock out a main mission. Yeah. So like it was great for when I'm like, I don't know if I have a solid hour to get but I've this, got but I've got 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Exactly. I can do a side quest. Yeah. And they were just as fun as doing the main story. And I was thinking more about this and why I think I liked the side quests more. And I think it ultimately comes down to a question of story scale. Mm -hmm. So the scale for the main story is world ending. It even goes beyond Earth. It involves yeah. things that happen beyond the stars, which is like, you know, typical JRPG. If we fail in this quest, the whole world is going to explode right. and die. That level of scale honestly makes me feel really detached mm. from from like, okay, Great. Blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the smaller stories, and especially when you get down to the different factions that you have, like the Osirum and the Tanakh and a few of the others as well, when you actually get to talk to those people, and they don't know what's going on. Right. You know, they don't know about the broader story. So they're just going about continuing to live their lives. And I feel like because they don't have knowledge of all this ancient tech, their perspective on the world of Horizon was much more interesting to me yeah. because I liked hearing about what's their view on old world ruins, well, you know, the, such... the, the, the bombed out remains of our current world. Right, because it's such a contrast to what Aloy knows. Exactly. I actually saw, I was yeah. reading an incredible, a great Reddit thread the other day about this because somebody was like saying, was calling out being like, I'm not saying it's a flaw, but like Aloy's really condescending to people. She can be. And like and very like blunt and just like kind of like I mean in not, her defense almost like not worth my time. In her but, defense, she does have like that's the thing. She has to save the world. Right, which is what somebody was saying what the yeah. another commenter was saying is like she is, but you have to realize she sees everything and has a weight that no one else in this world has. Yeah. Because she is literally that from events you learn at the end of Zero Dawn, like she is literally a clone of Elizabeth Sobeck, who is like one of the fa the creators of this like light world saving uh, program and Gaia and all this yeah, stuff. The Zero Dawn project right. is what led to the creation of Gaia, right? In this new in this new world that Aloy and the rest of, the, of everyone else live on, and so it's like and so she has with that you know like she can access all this ancient technology and stuff at her fingertips. She knows from the events of Zero Dawn, like all this vast knowledge. And she's only just now starting to get that to her companions. Yeah. So it's like, so they were basically like, yeah, she kind of is. Cause in her head, there's so much more going on than just at the trip somewhat trivial, really goings on of the people around her because she knows she just has such a higher purpose. I feel like the game blends that well and handles it really well in this one, especially that was one of the notes that I took about the story itself is I loved how it handles her of like, she's very standoffish at the beginning, like almost like, why are you this standoffish? Because like, especially to Aaron and Varl, like her friends, people her fr that she yeah, knows, people that she, that helped her save the world at the end of the, la the first game. And she's basically being like, no, like step off, step like, off. I like I got this. I, yeah. I can handle this. I don't need the you. fact that you think I need help is insulting, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, and then but then, you know, throughout the events of the game and everything that kind of softens. And I thought that was a nice to see that she's starting to be like, oh, this is a huge burden that I carry. But it's but even though I am incredibly skilled, incredible, you know, incredible warrior, incredible, like uh, tinkerer and can just do anything, basically. Like, I still can't do it all alone. Uh, ultimately, I think that that was really the point of Horizon Forbidden West story was mm -hmm. like that discovery process of Aloy coming out of her shell and right. understanding that she can rely on other people, which means 
that Horizon Forbidden West has a message of yes. my friends are my power. Oh my gosh. Just like in Kingdom Hearts, baby. There it is. <laughs> it's just Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I had that exact thought at the end. I was like, when is she going to say my friends are my power? <laughs> That would have been incredible if she did. That would have been amazing. She would never. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, that's the point. My friends are my power. It's all Kingdom Hearts. Everything comes back. It all all, all circles back. (laughs) (laughs) The first and only video game. So what were uh, were a few other things? We've talked about a lot of the pros. We've kind of gone an overview of how we feel of the game. But what were some other like key things that kind of stuck out to you, stood out to you that you were like, this is great? Then we'll talk about things that we didn't like. A few this more is great. Um, I think we've really kind of hit all the main ones. The smaller side quests, the NPCs that don't matter but have fascinating stuff going on in their right. own lives. Uh, the broader story being a little bit subpar for me. And just generally, the, I, we've, we kind of talked talked about it in previous impressions god the monster designs are so, so good cool. i call them monsters i realize they are called machines but i'm like monster well, machine monster machines because like it, yeah I, yeah and it's so it was so fun to like especially with this one because there were so many i meant to look up before we recorded how many monsters were in zero dawn and how, versus how many were in forbidden west um but just i like i thought the d- designs for the machines in zero dawn were fantastic you get all those machines again in this one, and they have so many more. Like the leap lashers are like kangaroos, the clamber jaws are monkeys. Then they threw in even spoiler, 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 spoiler. Late game, they throw in dinosaur ones like the tide sweeper. I think. Oh, the tide ripper. Tide ripper. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the plesiosaur. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then the slaughter spine. Oh god, the slaughter oh. spine. When I like, I I think I literally only fought two slaughter spines because I don't know if I'm mistaken about this. None of its parts were resource quest items. It might not have been. Meaning, it might have just been like a big combat machine. Yeah, meaning that none of its parts were valuable to me for being able to craft new things. So I was like, why would I fight this thing? Yeah, because but they suck. But its design <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a really cool one. It was and really even great. for me, having not played the first game, Thunderjaws and really Stormbirds. I like fighting Stormbirds. I didn't fight a single Stormbird yet. I held off. I, I, I have sought them out because I find those fights genuinely fun. There's There are many machines in Horizon Forbidden West where I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. But the Stormbird, I was like, this feels fair. I yeah. like this. Um, Quick aside, there are up to 23 brand new machines in Forbidden West okay. that weren't in Zero Dawn. That's so many. Yeah, 23 Because there were a machines. ton. I would, say, I would say there was like at least that many in Zero Dawn. Yeah. Uh, um, did you, never mind. That's, that's a slight spoiler, but the slaughter spine, I'll just, I don't think it's a huge spoiler. The slaughter spine that you spoiler, fight. Spoiler, spoiler, yeah, spoiler, spoiler. Mild spoiler. The first slaughter spine that you officially fight in the story in the cauldron. The, was that the one that gave you a lot of trouble? The late game cauldron? The late game one. Yes. Yeah. Holy that fuck. That fight sucks. So bad. <laughs> you know, what's interesting. The slaughter spine that I fought, so I fought that one, and then one other one way out in the west that was just in the wild. Fighting it in the wild, for me at least, was so much easier. Well, you weren't confined to the culture. Exactly. Yeah, like I could just go wherever I wanted to, so I feel like I had a lot more movement, and it felt a lot easier. Okay. But in the contained arena of the cauldron, oh Oof. my god, that fight it was hard. Was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I love the fights in this one because, like, it really did. The it felt like even I didn't remember this from the first game, but like I felt like you had to be 
so precise in oh, yeah. everything. I think like, so. Like it was so much more important, it felt like, to actually be breaking parts off and not just like randomly firing bullshit at it. It was you had to like have your timing down right. You had to do- you know time your dodge. Standard like combat things I, I understand. But like in this one, it seemed like there was even a more heightened sense of that. Um that you had to have. So like especially fighting like slaughter spines, the bigger ones at the end, like holy hell. Uh, that like, actually does was... bring me to another point that I kind of forgot until now. Um I will say that Knowing what I knew of Horizon Zero Dawn from you, the thing that probably surprised me the most about Forbidden West was how it potentially, how potentially expansive the melee combat was. Yes. So that was that was revamped from yeah. Zero Dawn. So, it was not as intense. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because in Forbidden West, and I feel like the game maybe doesn't use this to its moat to its maximum potential but specifically through being able to go around and fight the pit masters Mm -hmm. in various parts of the map it actually teaches you specific combos to do things like break guards build up your resonator Resonator blast blast. uh, jump in the air and be able to do like sweet trick shots with your bow afterwards so the melee combat could potentially be extremely precise almost like a fighting game in the way that you could string combos together to make these even more devastating blows. Right. The thing being that, and, and the reason I don't think it was that well used, melee combat is only useful against human opponents. Right. It does jack shit to, to the machines. It never... Really only once you knock one down and yeah. can do a critical strike does and it make sense to use Yeah, I it. mean, even Aloy's spear, it can't be upgraded. Like, right. like once you get basically the story upgrades for it, there's nothing else that you can do with it. So it's not like your other weapons where you can scale them up and they become more powerful over, over time. Yeah. That doesn't happen. And, Alo- and Aloy doesn't have like a cut and dry strength stat so it's not like you're increasing her attack potential. Right. It's really just about how can you chain together your attacks to do the most damage. And against human opponents, at least for me, I always fell back on ranged combat Same. still. I did so too. I almost never used melee unless it was in a context that required it, mm-hmm. which I did find it fun. I found the uh, pitmaster challenges to be really interesting. Um, I actually haven't beaten all of them. I haven't either yet. Uh, I've got the second to last one, nice. and then, of course, the last one to still do. But I find them super fun, and I just I kind of wish that the game had forced you into more situations that required melee. The, and I will say uh, that is a holdover from the first game in that same thing. Like, melee, melee was only used for fighting humans, but... But same, I still pretty much fell back to range. Oh yeah, like it was headshot, the last resort headshot, when headshot, they, headshot, multi kill, yeah. godlike. <laughs> it, it was it was only I would use that when they like got close enough that I had to use it or got swarmed. But even then, it was hard to do because you'd be trying to fight one and there's still ten other people who Shooting are super precise yeah. in their shots. Oh my god, like it was hard. It was it, very difficult. I, I feel like the AI of the of the human opponents really de- disincentivized you to use melee against them. Well, especially when it was like the leaders who had the shields and stuff. Oh my God. Like it was very rarely a case that it would be dedicated one-on-one combat where like those kinds of melee combos would be really valuable. And it was more like, okay, about 10 to knock rebels have all noticed you. Uh, You better shoot them all or they will swarm you and kill you. What could have been better is because, especially because you did get to do this in a couple story points, if you could go to the rebel outposts and you could choose to either go full, like blown out, take out everybody, or you could challenge the leader to a one-on-one duel. Kind of like in um, 
samurai game everybody loves. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been a, a fun a fun little play too. Um, that would have been good. So I did really enjoy the melee combat and I thought that it had a lot of potential. I just don't think that it was used to its max potential it was, in the game. It was more engaging than it was in Zero Dawn. Okay. But I still feel like, yes, it could use a little bit more refine, refinement there. Because I will say, um, and I know we're trying to like wrap this up a little bit pretty soon, but I will say they a little bit of that I felt like was a little extra bloat, not bloat, but just a little extra stuff that I don't know if it needed to be. All the different like ultimate skills and like weapon yeah. thing, like the whole like the skill tree was good, but like, did you really change that much between the like ultimate? I really didn't. Um, abilities I pretty you could much use? stuck with the stealth one, like mm-hmm. the first one, like yeah. the first stealth move, um, ranged master, yeah, and occasionally potion master. I don't remember healing oh, really? master or something. I stuck. I pretty much always had elemental fury. The one that like that that it like it's the oh the one that scaled off the blue the blue line I believe so like yeah. the trapper one yes because that was the one that like it allowed for faster buildup oh. to put him into the elemental states see the thing is and I feel like this is my bad this is something that I could have done better about I very rarely used elemental um, abilities to my advantage oh. I pretty much solely relied on when it was applicable sure acid ice. And occasionally fire. Right. I basically never used plasma, purge, water, which eventually I did. What about shock? Did you uh, use much shock? Sometimes. Not always, but I would use shock specifically if I needed a monster to fucking stop moving so that yeah. I could shoot a specific <laughs> piece off. Shock was very shock good was for good that. for stopping yeah. it, and I realized that way too late. I did too. I was like, I'm such a fucking. I know. So that I think <laughs> Once I, it started like locking them down and making them fall, I yeah. was like, what the shit? Yeah, I it's like been doing oh, this I should, so much yeah. earlier. So, and I feel like coming from having not played the first game, the elemental advantages and what exactly each element truly did wasn't entirely clear to me. Sure, specifically when it comes to plasma and purge water. So it took me a long ass time to realize that when I was plasma blighted, that I would have this explosion on me that would detonate if I didn't get rid of it. Yeah, and that the same thing would happen to monsters in turn. I didn't really absorb that because in the heat of battle, I just wasn't paying attention. Right. The other one being purge water, I finally saw on one of like the loading screens, the little text prompt that's like, hey, did you know that purge water makes it to where machines can't use elemental abilities against you? And I was like, fucking what? <laughs> what? That cool to know like I, 40 yeah, hours ago. I was so <laughs> mad because none of my weapons, because I was like, purge water is so useless. Why would I want this? Yeah. Nothing's weak to purge water. That's not true. Some things are. A lot are. of things are. <laughs> I know. But, but for, for my perspective, it felt like not that many creatures were weak to purge water and right. I didn't really understand why purge blight was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Looking back now, I'm like, oh, that would have been good to know. <laughs> no, for sure. So my my final corrosive blastling did have purge water, but again, even though it was an option, I never used it. I always used adhesive and acid. So for as much as the elemental abilities are actually super useful, I do feel like the game maybe didn't fully explain them sure. to a dumbass like me. Other people are probably <laughs> no, same, sitting there like, going, I missed Dude. a lot of that too. Yeah. I will say. Um, but I mean, that just goes to show that there's so much nuance. Well, in because the there's so many system. different play styles yeah, that you can exactly. go because like you're using blast links. I hardly ever use blast links. Yeah. I pretty much Did relied. Did you use rope casters? I used it like one time. Same. Never. I then, never used rope I mean, casters. I bought a lot of the different weapons because I wanted to try them out and see it. Like even the like the slings, the shredder slings, like the oh, disc throwers. I never used Barely shredders. used those. They oh didn't really. God. I could not figure out the, bit, the best way to use those really at all. I pretty much 
used elemental arrows like the majority of the time. Yeah. I used elemental arrows, blastlings, and oh the and spear. Like the, oh, oh the, yeah. the like the the spikes. The spike the, throwers. That thing I used. Oh all my the time. god, the spike thrower is the number one MVP it's of the so game. Good. The ex- it sucks uh, that it's it's uh the blast pace is so hard to find. Oh yeah. But yeah. oh my god, if because you can finally like get a, a trove of that and hold on to it, dude, oh, you're in for a good time. The end game spike thrower that I had was a combination explosive and plasma spike thrower. Ooh, I didn't so have that it was one. it's the again, I think it's one of the ones that you can buy from that seller in Thornmarsh. It's the glow blast. Yeah. It, they basically had a trove of a bunch of plasma scaling weapons like the blood not the blastling, the spike thrower, the sharp shot bow and one of the Bold blasters. Mm, okay. But yeah, so I think that there's a lot of fascinating variety in the different types of weapons that you can use. And on my next playthrough, or even just as I continue to play the game, new game I plus. might yeah, new game plus, I might challenge myself to use a completely different build out. Right. And like really try to use try to understand the advantages and the play styles of some of the other weapons that I didn't use as much. I definitely felt like, especially later game, that I should have gotten better about balancing my out my uh outfits and weapons Same. on a per oh, on a yeah. per encounter basis i, I feel agree. like i should have been changing that stuff out i more. never changed up my armor. well especially though because it takes so long to upgrade your armor especially if you get like a purple armor set it takes a it's like the whole game ever to like oh, yeah. to upgrade that armor At the so very... you don't want to be like necessarily <gasps> switching around i actually had to give up my favorite armor which is one of the utaru ones because it had like stealth up and yeah. I, I, that's all that's i ever that's what used. you love doing I, I really did a skyrim build <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but even at the end of the game, I was missing a fucking Tide Ripper tail fin. To, mm. to, so I had two slots left of possible upgrades that I didn't finish. Damn. I really wanted to, but it was 8 p.m. yesterday. <laughs> and and we, nobody got time for that. And I was like, I can't. I finally have to say that yeah. I can. I just have to play the game. I, I was using the Tanakh the Vindicator. Oh, I had that one. one too, but it also wasn't maxed out. It, it, I was like, I'm missing the last upgrade, but like, oh. I have to go fight Stormbirds or something yeah, for it, so I'll have to do that is, next. Is a, I, I'm almost done with that one, and when I continue my playthrough, I want to finish that one. Oh, Utaru Warden. That's the Ooh, one that I've nice. got. Yeah, it's a good one. I will say, another thing that I did love, all the new tribes that you met in this game were fucking awesome, and I they loved getting to... So they were cool. all so different and cool in their own unique oh, way. Yeah. And I also loved that we got more villages and settlements this game. Yeah, there were so and many. And all the design of those loved. So fun. So good. Each yeah, one so like had its own distinct look d- based on both the in the tribes compared to the other tribes. Like they all just had their own unique feel. Loved them. Loved the design of the of the settlements yeah. to death. But the last like big thing that I want to talk about that it was like a con for me the game and I won't and I'll keep this fairly short is that since we've been talking about like weapons outfits and all that stuff, I have to say the inventory system. Oh my god was atrocious oh it is hot garbage it was not good it is not good it is so difficult trying to go into your weapons list and pick out your weapons but you have to scroll to each one to see what it's called because the symbol doesn't matter the symbol if you have five bows the symbol is the same bow symbol yep it ends granted there will be uh, rarity differences so the so the symbol will be a different color but if you have a big cache of weapons which i did yeah because i was buying fucking everything because i wanted to try them (laughs) i try them out it was impossible to quickly go and and be able to to uh switch out your selections to to change it up also i uh the inventory quick select bar at the bottom 
at the bottom left of the screen where you could just like use the D-pad to scroll through and use those. Oh my god. The oh that's Like I understand what you were trying to do, but it is but not that was working. a it did not work well. It you really... could reorganize everything, but there were like 20 slots of things you could put oh, stuff yeah. in. And yeah. it would and if and as you got new things, it would automatically auto-assign them to a slot regardless of your layout that you already had selected. So like, and we figured out like 20 hours in that you could oh, actually reorganize that time. bar, but in, I would take the time to do it, but it would like still not be what I was looking for. Yeah. I probably tried to change the order of it like three or four times. I could not find a way that worked slash. It also sucks that you were uh, limited by you like to how many potions you could carry by oh a pouch. God, yes. And so, you, but if you bought a potion and had it in your inventory, like on your person, not in your stash, but on your person, you could not easily switch those out to be for other potions. Yeah, like you couldn't basically discard potions. Yeah, you had to either use awful. it or I guess sell it back at a, at a settlement yeah. or just like, yeah, or just be stuck with it. So that late, so late game, I had like somehow crafted like four stamina ones. Uh, because you need the stamina to use like some of your special abilities for your weapons and stuff. And in later games, that was later fights. That becomes very that becomes important. Very important. Oh, yeah. So I had those, but then for some, I could not get health potions at because like it, they were like I couldn't use the I couldn't use these the, the uh, potions fast enough to be able to cut to be able to like get you rid of them in the fight and then have to like craft new ones. I would go to my stash to like resupply my, my empty and it'd be like not health space. potions. And it's like not enough space. I was like, cool. Well then let me put my potion that I don't want into my stash yeah. and be able to like mix and match. That's just, but I could have been so, so much better. I literally, because I just wasn't thinking about it at the time and all this stuff. I literally had to do the final mission and boss fight with no extra health potions. Ooh, and you're on hard mode. I was on very For hard me, mode. For me, I could usually, <laughs> oh yeah. I could usually get by with just medicinal berries, which yeah. I had that pouch maxed out. Same, so I, I was I doing too. okay. But even I sometimes needed health potions and but the, stamina potions. Because those large health, health potions, like they would kick, kick like double your, your health Yeah, they, they overfill your health yeah. bar, which is so helpful. So like fighting the final boss especially would have been fantastic. Oh but man. I could, I had no health potions and I tried to like swap them out. I yeah. tried to like use them and craft new ones but then i still couldn't for some reason oh it, that was the biggest gripe of the whole so game. the two things that i really would have done to improve the mechanical functions of horizon zero forbidden west are for all armors and weapons i would have constrained their upgrade potential to three yeah like three max because towards the end you can get as high as five yeah and that's just too much especially if you are trying to have a wide variety of weapons. Yep. It's not that big a deal if you've got your loadout and you're sticking to it. But if you want to try a bunch of different stuff, limit that shit to three yeah. and leave it at that. Uh, the other thing being, I would have in included the option to do something like um, Monster Hunter's little inventory ping wheel. Uh, like, you know how nice. you can quickly just do the wheel and it's basically like little shortcuts? Horizon desperately needed something like that because yeah. that ribbon menu was not cut. Not cutting it, cutting it no, at all. Not it was it. it was a rough time. Agree. But that was really like it, of and of the whole thing. Like that was, and even 
like it only came to bite me in the ass. I felt like at the final, the like the end game stuff, and I was like, man, I really wish I had some health yeah. potions right now. But I mean, by the time I finally beat the final boss, I was really good at fighting the final boss. See, you didn't even need those <laughs> potions. Potions are for chumps. It was it was holding me back. It, it, it wasn't allowing my full potential. It was a crutch. <laughs> it was a crutch. But still, it was so frustrating just being like, if I could fucking heal, <laughs> I would be alive. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was the only big thing. Um, that was like the one big con that just kind of stuck out for me. Didn't ruin the experience at no. all, but it did just add a little bit of extra frustration. And I just want to clarify, for. I feel like we have talked a lot about the things that we didn't like about the game, but that is not to say that we don't love it. Oh, it's a yeah. great game. Like, it would just do it a disservice to not also call out the things about it that aren't that great. Right. And I mean, to be fair, we've taught, like we did our first impressions, which I'm pretty sure was like all good things because we were just, you know, just discovering and it was brand new and fresh. We and hadn't then gotten to the final our, like, boss where you updates. don't have enough potions. <laughs> and then even all of our updates that we did, like drops, like, you know, we've sung the praises of this game. So please don't think that this talking about it is, is us saying, like, this is a bad game. Don't no. play it. I mean, we're literally Definitely sitting here saying we're going to keep playing it after like this another review. 20, 30 yeah. hours. Oh, for like, sure. Like, and then when they hopefully release a DLC, DLC. which I, I mean, they did with the first game. So yeah, I, I imagine they, they would to. with this one, too. Like, I can't wait to play that. And, and to go through that and to try to get all of its trophies too. Like, no, like do not take that this criticism is us saying don't play this game. No, quite opposite. Play this game. Yeah. Because I know like it was kind of funny how it was the big thing that was going on and like it was for the week it was out before Elden Ring dropped. And then everyone was like, Elden Ring! And then like and forgot like, oh, about no. Horizon. But no, please don't forget about Horizon yeah. because it is, it is such a good game. Incredible. Um, and I know that we we've something else we've talked about because we had a, a great channel on our Discord server uh, for the because the photo mode for this game was incredible too. Oh my god, so many so great photos, fun. and so many of of you of our listeners and stuff have have submitted photos there. So we're gonna like take those and like do a, a little like Instagram post of all, some of our. We're gonna do a photo captures. gallery. Yeah, because like man. There There's were some, some great bangers. moments that were captured in yeah, there, and we want to be able really to highlight awesome those because you guys took some awesome pictures. Yeah. Um, but so, now let's actually get into the end game story stuff. Yes. Let's so talk this is heavy spoiler, quick. and I yeah. know we're kind of running low on time. So we'll, you we'll, got 15 minutes, bro. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we got places to be today. <laughs> but uh, we are. This is actually side note, like the earliest we've ever recorded. It's oh, like yeah, 8:30. I have to go. Started. <laughs> I have to go help a friend move today, and she's, in the morning. she's very punctual. So it's like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so we will keep this stuff stuff quick. Um, so th- granted, this is very heavy spoiler stuff for the end game of Horizons Forbidden West. Uh, turn back now if you don't want to hear yeah. it. But yeah, that took a turn. It took a turn. So we are going, I think we're going to be starting at the point in the story Thieves, of about right? Ted, yeah, Ted yeah. Farrow's tomb, Thebes. First of all, so basically you go into this tomb because you're trying to find old world knowledge that will help you uh, get Omnium, uh, Omega, Omega, Omega access. Clearance. I was going to say Omicron and I was like, that's not <laughs> that's, correct. That's COVID. Not correct. You're trying to get Omega clearance to be able to something, something Hephaestus. You got to be able to override him, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. tech stuff. So you get into the tomb, which is awesome. And you're, I do think from a story perspective, this was one of the best sections of the game for me. It was a fantastic mission. I love mission. this part. Honestly, fantastic mission. Honestly, like I know we kind of talked about the story like being a little not light, I guess, up until this point. The end game, I felt like, concentrated it super well. Oh, yeah. It was very focused. Very, very focused. And like some of the point. best moments of the games yeah. were there. So you get into the tomb. You're basically just trying to get the Omega, the Omega clearance. But as you're going through it, you find all of these files and voice recordings from the other people that were in Ted Farrow's bunker with him 
after the world had already ended yeah. and they're basically like the holdouts. So Pharaoh's whole megalomaniac idea was that he was going to live forever. So this was at the point in the game where they were, where humanity was basically perfecting physical immortality. Which I was like, I did not expect that to be oh, the turn me that this neither. was going. Yeah, it took a turn. So humanity is in the process of basically becoming immortal. And Ted was kind of the Birdie experiment coming. for that, more or less. Uh, and he, it didn't go as didn't planned. Go but like, I was like, during that mission, and it became evident, oh shit, he's still alive he's and he's still here. in here. Like, oh, I, that blew my mind. It was such a good horror movie beats reveal. Yeah. It was, and you don't see him. Which so you, I, I kind of wish I, I had. I like that you don't. I feel like it leaves the horror open to we, interpretation. I mean, we're obviously like, both of us were imagining, like, in my head, I was just imagining something just... Com he's completely deformed and mutated at this point. It, like in my head, maybe not as scary or like vile, but just like something along the lines of like Nemesis from Resident yeah. Evil. Um, but like, I kind of wanted to see it because like, I don't know that like Ted fucked over humanity so oh, sure bad. Did. I wanted to see like his final, like how much he fucked himself over yeah. through his own hubris. And but so like, I wanted to see that for like the payoff. I feel like even though having not played the first game, you know, I know a lot about what happened with Ted Farrow from the context of Forbidden West. And I feel like what a fitting end yeah. that he became an, an, an in, you know, an inhuman you, like, monster. Him, like, yeah. Like, like he's making, clearly yeah. just, but he's immortal. Yeah. And then the Quen, they're like, Ooh, let's set him on fire. <laughs> so they literally, you, you don't see it happen. Right. They, they, they basically set him on fire to destroy him. And then his entire bunker collapses in on him, killing a guy that was claiming to be his pre his uh, successor anyways. And it was just such a good, such a good part. Which of the quick side note, the, the Quen like revere, Ted Farrow and, oh, like, yeah. and like all this they're, stuff they're, because they also got found focuses and all this stuff and were able to access this ancient technology. I love that their leader is called Seo. And I probably wouldn't out have put like it two and two together, except I was using subtitles and his character is it's CEO. Yeah. Like the title, the business yeah. title. So and they that's probably his name. found business <laughs> files that were like, oh yeah, CEO of Ted Farrow Corp, Ted Farrow or something. And, and it's like, like, oh, ah, so CEO. CEO. So a fun. title of the gods. Yeah. I love that. Oh I love God. that little That's touch. the kind of like flavor win that I am here for right. with Horizon. That's the good stuff. Top tier. Um, so the point being, you get Omega clearance and then you go into the end game of trying to trap his Festus and bring him back to Gaia so that you can complete one of her most important subfunctions to create a machine army to overthrow the Zenith. Which is, I know we haven't talked about them, but they're yeah. like the original survivors of Earth who like went to space, achieved immortality, and they're still fucking around. They're still fucking around, and but they're so back like, on Earth for the, reasons that you don't entirely right. know yet. And so, um, which then I was interested that like it took until late game for you to really get to meet uh, Tilda. Trinity from Matrix, because <laughs> that was Carrie Ann Moss, yeah. uh, which I also thought was cool. Um, but then, in, so I thought that was like getting to meet her and like learn about her, her um, relationship, relationships or like, um, no, like her, her, um, I'm blanking on the word. Art? No. Gallery? Her, like, her, her, her purpose. Her oh God. Pur her purposes. <laughs> okay. that's, that's what I was going for. I was like, what's And why she's here? like willing to abandon the Zeniths and everything to help you. Yeah. Uh, but then ultimately that goes south because she eventually is like, no, I'm here to take you back because I loved Elizabeth and you're going to go with me back to the, to the stars. Which I have to say, I love that 
lesbian feelings gone too far was what created the final boss which i was not anticipating that her to be the final boss so i i I kind of felt it coming because through all of the different um again files and like voice things that you can find of tilda's time when she was still just a normal human on earth i was already seeing that maybe she actually did love elizabeth so i was like ooh, okay she's definitely got some ulterior motives here yeah i think something's gonna happen with this but i also appreciated too that it was kind of like she true she comes to help you she saves Aloy in the Gemini cauldron which side note that I did like it was a bummer when Varl died like I was like oh shit like I didn't care at all I know you did but like, <laughs> I was like that set up and, and the cutscene though with Zoe and Aloy that after, was a good one such a good scene. that was one of my favorite scenes in the game because yeah. I really liked Zoe I did and too. so seeing sort of the aftermath of his death I was like okay this is this is pretty it good was just one of those emotional like emotional point. moments yeah. that like I really loved that was a really well done scene super well done. But I also appreciated that she does become the villain at the end because it's like, okay, cool. You did a lot of fucked up shit and you're not just going to get off scot-free. No. Which is what it kind of felt like. She's like, oh, I'm here to help you now and it's all going to be great. And it's like, no, you still like screwed over the rest of humanity. Yeah. She kept trying to like deflect responsibility from herself being part of the Zeniths and be like, oh, well, I didn't realize what it was becoming. And it's like, bitch, yes, you fucking did. You've been alive for thousands of years. You're one of the smartest humans to ever exist and you're immortal. There's no way that you weren't actively part of this. You weren't just along for the ride you are one of the people in charge and so you do fight and take down her at the final uh as the final boss and everything but then it also sets up the next threats and that there's clearly going to be the horizon three there there's going to be another um which was very cool to like get that that confirmation already in the game that like obviously it's coming and obviously it's coming because the game sold so well and did so well was received so well uh but i'm very curious like i feel like it's going to be way more like futuristic and like like sci-fi like really advanced sci-fi tech feeling than, the, than this one is i'm so curious to know if the next game will actually have parts or maybe even entirely take place off world i think there will be i i feel like they now have space really cool. faring abilities with because of the zenith ships and yeah they've stuff got like a zenith ship and silence right. is one smart motherfucker like well, he'll figure smart. that shit out you <laughs> know what i mean sure will. so like i feel like there it definitely there's the possibility for that yeah i do want to say a quick pat on the back that i did call in our first impressions that you would eventually get to fly on a machine yeah and i and and i did that did come true which was very fun it happens gonna make really late game game. it's gonna make late game travel if you don't want to fast travel so much faster it also makes post game a lot more accessible because now you can more easily get to both really really high regions which are a bitch to climb right and you can just cross you know without having to fast travel you can do a lot more exploration i loved that you had to wait until basically the end of the game to be able to unlock that tall neck that you meet at like the very beginning yeah but you have to have the sunwing to fly to yeah it. that was and so i was fun. like man that's cool that's, that's cool that's, how cool. They kept that's that real cool yeah i so. like that too but no uh i like the final fight against tilda was incredibly hard like i was saying like i had no health potions at all to do it so that made it very difficult but like it was a very rewarding fight yeah. and that's was the fight that was kind of like okay i think i could play elden ring now. <laughs> like i that was kind of we were talking about that on the discord and i was like i think i could do it now i think you can too i was obviously on normal mode and i was stocked up on acid yeah so i didn't struggle that much with that fight but even i was like running low on potions yeah. and stuff towards the end i was like oh she might actually kill me yeah but thank god i had shit tons of acid at my disposal and yeah, that really that was, that's what i used that to. came in clutch at the end <laughs> <laughs> that and acid and using the braced shot for the sharp shot bows oh um, yeah yeah oh man oh, that was so that was helpful. a good that was a good clutch yeah. and then the, of course the, the uh, bomb spikes and everything right like on. that that was some good stuff 
But yeah, I thought the story wrapped up really well. Um, I know and it was just a nice setup. Like yeah. it was very clearly a setup for the next thing. Right. And which was, again, like, I'm like, hell yes, give me more. I'll wait the next three, four years or whatever until we get to Horizon 3. But it like, even it's had that be like so panning out shot of like, look at the lineup of Aloy and all her friends. Right. And I was like, my friends are my power. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it should have said. That's what it should have said. said. Silence should have been like, and Aloy realized <laughs> my friends are that her friends power. are her power. <laughs> oh God. If I, I'm going to email this Reddit. <laughs> I, I, Lance at LanceReddick.com <laughs> just see if it gets through and yep. be like, can you please record this phrase for me and send it to me? That would be great. Oh, Thanks. for sure. That would be amazing. Maybe he does cameo. Maybe we yeah, can see. Oh, that would be amazing. We'll have to see. I'll pay $500. <laughs> but no, to, to kind of wrap this all together and sum up with our final thoughts on it. It's an incredible game. It's a, like, it's a wonderful game. I I am I really did love it as much as the original. Um, I think it, it same. It, I, yeah, <laughs> I think it expounded upon the stuff that the first one did well and built on that with a lot of uh in a lot of really good ways. I know we talked we kind of like uh, shat on the the inventory system a little bit because it, it deserved it. <laughs> but other but for everything else with the increased monsters, the increased uh, machines, increased exploration, in, you know, increased fidelity in visuals, you know, and like the animations and stuff that we've already talked about. It just all and then of course the soundtrack. Oh my god, so, so good. good. Yeah, uh, which I I was I put in our Discord that I just bought it because I finished the game, so now it's my like and time honored tradition of long. getting to listen to it. Eight hours. Oh my, a full work day. <sighs> it's you so could listen to it the entire and work not day. repeat a song. That's no. crazy. It was uh, that's exciting. And the flight and George Stevan, Julie Elvin, all, everyone that's associated with it, like does such an incredible job. And yeah. I just it just fits the world perfectly. It really does. And it's so good. Uh, so check it out. But yes, Horizons uh, Forbidden West, I believe is safe to say is a masterpiece for us both. We loved it. Uh, please go play it. Let us know your thoughts as well. Share and send us, us your photos. Send us your photos. Get into in the our Discord. Photo mode channel send on our us Discord. your photos. We'd love to see that stuff because, man, some of them have just been they're mind-blowing. so mind-blowingly good. I'm going to make like a master post on Reddit and be like, look at all these photos our yeah. users have submitted. So good. Yeah. So good. But yes, 10 out of 10 would recommend Horizon Absolutely. Forbidden West. Aloy has gone west and we are happier and better people for it. We so. are. And I'm going to go home and play it today. <laughs> yep. I might, I'll probably I'm jump done. in and run a couple more yeah. missions myself. So good times all around. But I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. We won't do a moment with Mogan this time because we spent so much time talking about Just the wonderful world of Aloy. Aloy. Uh, but come back next time for another fun and exciting uh, episode on another gaming topic. Topic TBD. But I know we got some things in the works. We'll let you all know about that. But let us know what you think of Horizon Forbidden West as well. But until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by my co-host, Rachel Bogan. Adios. We will see you all next time.